Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast with your host, Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the executive protection practitioner, the private security professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective executive protection agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect your children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family, I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle. And those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time, you already know what I'm saying is true. So if that sounds interesting to you, Enjoy the show. Out. Boom. So check it out. Today, I'm kind of chilling, and I'm just going to touch on a few things that have come up over the course of the podcast, um, and just a few things that I've been noticing while working in the industry, uh, and it's just a casual conversation. Don't really have, like, it's not scripted, no notes, really. Um And that's just simply, you know, I was doing one of the interviews with Elijah Shaw, which if you haven't listened to that one, it's one of our, it's one of my favorites. Um, They're all good, but that one, there was some, there were some good like gems being dropped on certain topics. And one of the topics was executive protection agents and how they kind of have this whole ego battle that they indulge in where like, you know, the way he said it was like, there can only be one. It's like they're Highlander, you know, like they all think they're Highlander and I've definitely seen that to be true in this game, you know, and it's comical. It really is. But at the same time, you know, the genesis of that reality isn't something, you know, that's really going to help us out in this game. You know, it's something that I think we all need to take pause and look inside of ourselves and really just kind of decide if like that's constructive, if that's really helping everybody. You know, I mean, even the guy that usually like tries to get in the spotlight that turns into the eye guy that ends up like being out front, you know, he usually falls on his sword and the team lets him because he's a nuisance and a liability very often, you know. Um, that's kind of the best way to get rid of those guys is because they go running out front. They try to spend all the time with the client. They try to get in the spotlight and then they make a mistake and it's irreparable. You know, it's irreparable damage. It's catastrophic stuff, you know. Two things you can never take back are bullets and words. Never forget that, right? So it's an interesting dynamic. But, you know, my motto is a rising tide lifts all ships. It's one of the reasons why I love having such awesome people on here, people that are greater than me in many different ways, because, you know, a rising tide lifts all ships. This platform is a way for us to get information and to get techniques, tactics, principles, paradigms out there that are really going to help guys manage their expectations properly, do things that are going to help them be successful. Cause this game is like so full of booby traps and so full of like rookie mistakes in this game because it's so it's like, like Christian West said in one of our interviews which is another really good one. Uh, so far they're all good, you know? So if I don't mention one, don't think it's cause it's not on point so far. I'm, I'm proud of all of them, but, uh, Christian West dropped something on one of them. 
Um, and he was saying it's, it's, it's one of the most unfair industries. Like you could legitimately get whacked for wearing the wrong shoes on the wrong day, basically. And then it's true. It's true, man. I seen a guy get fired cause he, he smelled like, he smelled like a mechanic, whatever that means. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the guy doesn't even work on cars, you know, but he had to go home. You know, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen, I've, I've seen some things, man. I ain't going to get into all that stuff, but it really is, you know, because you'll have guys that are really good operators. You, you'll have guys that are really good agents, I should say, and, and, and that really can do the job of protection very well. But if they don't dial in the social dynamics in the aspect of uh, how the client is perceiving them, they will not be successful. You know, you'd be the most legit BA dude in the game, you know, ultra magic, black wizard, ninja, uh, Delta force two, one, five astronaut. But if you can't navigate the social dynamics within your environment, you are going to be done training and there will be no sympathy. And the only people that will ever recognize how legit you are are the other warriors around you. But you got to realize your, 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 your warriors like, but you're going from warlord to guardian now. You're, you're more of a guardian now, you know. While we take this job very seriously, it isn't a job, I don't think, to be looked at the same way as uh, we looked at going into combat. Uh, this this does this job requires higher levels of finesse and um, a certain a different type of mindfulness to be done well. And your subsecond draw and all those other hard skills aren't going to be what continually put food on your table. It's going to be the soft skills, the things that very often when we were out in the sand or out in the field, we didn't value because they weren't mission essential, you know. And so kind of taking this full circle to, you know, that mentality where you want to be the biggest, baddest, everything, you know, on the block. I think one fantastic warrior practice for people who are in the private security industry now is really looking at it like, hey, I'm training for a fight that may or may not happen. You know, I'm training for combat. It may or may not happen because you have to live in that reality. You have to live in that imaginary world. We exist in the imaginary world. It's our responsibility to think of everything that could go wrong before it goes wrong. Plan contingency contingencies for all of it before it goes wrong. Train ourselves so that we have the intellectual and psychological software to run. Uh, when something does go wrong so we don't freeze up so we have a plan so we or at least have done enough things close to that to where we're actually ahead of the curve like even after something goes off we can like still adjust and we're fluid uh, and we're flexible and we're making moves and we're the guy everyone can look at when you know they got to solve the equation that just came from the curveball you know but so we we exist in this kind of like theoretic uh, imaginary contingency ish world, you know, and it's very difficult, especially for civilians who've never been, uh, who've never dealt with actual, um, catastrophe to really value that, you know, because most people live in a world where they just, they don't really value the reality that things can change in an instant uh, they don't really value the reality that things can just change. They can just go bad in, in any moment of the day. You know, it could be anything from, you know, a car accident to someone drop something out of a window to, you know, 
any uh, you you you're lifting weights and the guy next to you doesn't see you and drops a weight on your foot you know like um at any moment things can change you get hit by an ied if you're in iraq but you know um so it's very difficult for civilians to really grasp the value of having guys in the reality and the necessity sometimes um of having someone who is hypervigilant like us around who's watching and thinking of all those things because generally in a civilian's lifespan they don't have instant catastrophe ascend on them and change their lives like a lot of us who have been in combat have seen have experienced and and we know that things like that can happen and who are constantly looking at case studies where it does happen and are constantly looking at field studies where you know what guys did what they didn't do what they could do you know um and, and that's one of the things I really like about the executive protection lifestyle, uh, uh, the, the Instagram uh, page is that like I'm always posting real life shoots and real life combat um, uh, engagements. Not so much because EP is all about that, but because I believe it's helping us write more and more software in our minds because you're seeing these engagements and into your subconscious mind, they put on my like psychology hat for a second, but to a subconscious, your subconscious mind, everything you experience is actually real. It's experiential learning every time you watch something. Um, and, and your brain is writing lines of process programming and process processing that when it processes those incidents that you're actually watching. And so it is actually coming up with strategy regarding, uh, how to deal with those things and what you would do and, you know, how to, the angles you would have taken and the violence of action you would have or wouldn't have implemented. And, you know, yeah, the armchair quarterback thing is frowned upon, but at the same time, if you're uh, professional and constructive about it, you can really learn some things that might, uh, hopefully never come in handy for you in your life. But, you know, so that's one thing I love about the EPL, uh, Instagram page, shameless plug, check us out, follow us there. Uh, I bring a lot more to the game through that that platform there and uh, obviously join the group and obviously get on our, our, our Facebook page too. But the group and the and the IG account are, are really where you get a lot, a lot more. Um, nonetheless, like, you know, with this whole training for a combat engagement that may or may never happen, that we're sitting there and we're looking for, you know, our whole lives revolve around this you know i i made that podcast earlier warpath like stay on your warpath train for the fight all the time you know i believe this is the only way to keep a warrior alive i believe that you know the atrophy of identity is what kills so many of us i believe that guys get it are in combat and they they experience and push through some of the toughest things that human beings can endure they come back here into first civilian division and they die but i believe they die inside long before they commit suicide 22 veterans a day hashtag right um what's going on with that you know you got 22 veterans committing suicide a day arguably right theoretically fine just the fact that the numbers in that ballpark uh is worth taking pause and analyzing which is the reason i wrote that book finding meaning after the military really to talk about that and this is some of that content right here is i believe that you know guys leave combat we leave combat um and we forget you know, or we don't realize that we're still on the battlefield in so many ways. It's just that the battlefield has changed and the weapons of our warfare have changed, you know. And so a lot of guys forget to um, 
approach life in the first civilian division just like they approached life while they were in the military and a lot of guys um, lose sight that they're still fighting for their lives to do what they want with who they want how they want every single day just because they don't have a gun doesn't mean the fight's over every single person out here in the world is fighting to do what they want with who they want how they want every single day you know and that's kind of how I can find compassion for a lot of people You know, most people are just really doing the best they can based on their level of intelligence, their level of development, and with the tools that uh, have worked for them in their past, they're trying to use those tools now. And a lot of people miss the mark because they're not constantly upgrading those tools by, you know, learning and and reading and taking in books and uh, digesting high quality information. You know, your life is nothing but simply the 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 output of the algorithm of your decision. You want a higher quality life. You got to make higher quality decisions. You want higher quality decisions. You need to get higher quality information in there to upgrade your paradigm. Right. So, you know, a lot of guys miss that. They get out and they think it's over. They don't realize they're stepping into a realm where they're going to be fighting for the rest of their lives. And it's one of the most dangerous and seductive uh, battlefields there is because it's not hard. You know, it's easy to be hard when being hard is demanded of you. But when being hard is like an option, who's going to choose it? You know, it takes a lot of wisdom. It takes a lot of something to choose discipline over comfort, to choose pain over pleasure. You know what I'm saying? But some of us are blessed and lucky enough to go ahead and step into that discipline and pain and we find the purpose in the pain and we unlock the potential in the processes of life. Like you go to the gym because you know what it does for you. You discipline yourself uh, regarding your finances because you know what it does for you. You discipline yourself with regards to, you know, your, your relationships, your emotions, every spiritually, mentally, emotionally, every different area that you can apply that discipline and you win it, you know, but guys get out and we forget and we, and we stop living in a way that is conducive and that fosters our warrior ethos. Our souls die. You know, you start, you, you can't find a place to like fit in. You can't find a place to like, to like really, um, you can't find a place to really like, like, like manifest yourself the way you feel on the inside. You start drinking, you stop working out, you start eating, you're stressed out. You're trying to comfort yourself. You're not sure what to do. You got a job that doesn't ring your bell. It's not something you're interested in. It's not something you're passionate about. And you know, a few years go by and you're still telling war stories and people are looking at you and you don't even know if they believe you anymore. Because you're so, the optics are so off. You're so, you're out of shape. You don't look anything like the type of guy you're talking about in the story, you know. And your loved ones are sick of hearing your stories to begin with. They were sick of it within the first six months to a year after you got back. You know, so we die inside and you look in the mirror one day and who you know you are on the inside and who you know you have been and the deeds and the feats and the dragons you've slain. You've gone so far away. And the atrophy of identity sets in your identity. Oh, I'm a Marine. I'm a squad leader. I'm a sergeant. I'm a corporal. You know, I'm I'm a leader of men in combat. You look yourself in the mirror. You can't even take yourself seriously. And that's when the atrophy of identity really starts kicking in. And the atrophy of identity means that your identity, the most valuable and prized thing that you have that was forged in combat, it's dying inside of you. 
And I believe this is really what happens. And loved ones don't see the utility in you because you don't see the utility in yourself and you're failing to put yourself to work. You're failing to do anything worthwhile. You're not, you're a horrible person to be around because you're not happy, you know? And this, I think, is what kills us long before uh, anything really, really happens. This is why I talk about you got to find your new fight out here, you know? And this isn't really like, wasn't going to be all about vets and I wasn't going to be all about like, and this, this isn't even a vet thing. This is just a man thing. Men are so displaced now in the world, you know, because a lot of the things that we used to do that would bring us honor and validation have been removed. And, um, it's tough, man. It's really tough, but you got to find your new fight. And what I mean by find your new fight is you got to find something you're passionate about. You got to find something you love and you got to work on manifesting that. You got to remember like your job's not really just about, um, your job's not the whole aim. Your job's just the part of the game that simply helps you set a baseline of stability and uh, uh, protection, financial stability and protection there for you and your family. But where your real fight is, is to bring into the world something you're passionate about, something that makes you tick, you know, something that really brings you to life. That's your new fight. Yeah, you're not throwing bows, but you're fighting for your life. Why? Because your money represents the best of you. If you're working nine to five, what is nine to five? It is the best hours of the day. What's, what's, what's Monday through Friday? Those are the best days of the week. You know what I'm saying? Saturday and Sunday are only good because you ain't got to work. But real talk, if you got seven days, five days that you're spending, those five days, bro, that's the best. That's the fattened calf of your week, man. Nine to five is the best of your time. What do you have that's finite? Energy and time. Your energy and time during the best times of the day and the best times of the week is what you're selling to get money. And so here we are, you know. You've got to buy back your freedom. And so your new fight is to do something that you're passionate about, that you can be proud of, that your siblings and family and, 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 and sons and daughters will look up at you and be like, yo, pops did this, mom did this, and it's amazing. And then he bought back his freedom. And that's amazing. That's amazing, you know. And so when you find that new fight, your your, your whole life really does come back to life. Um that's kind of what I've been doing even while I've been in the industry. You know, a lot of what I've been doing while I've been in the industry is different passion projects, working on things, right? Writing that book, executive, uh, writing that book, finding meaning after the military, um, you know, doing all the things that you see that I do at, on my website at byronrogersmotivation.com. But what I really wanted to have, the way this all ties into EP is, you know, You've got to stay on that war path and you can't rest on your laurels. You can't rest on who you used to be tomorrow, yesterday. You can't rest on, you know, what you have done. You've got to continue staying on that war path and you've got to continue training yourself every single day. And you live in this world that is imaginary, but can get very real at the drop of a hat. And people are paying you to live in that world, to train in that world, to know that world, that ethereal, uh, theoretical world, theoretical world, um, and, 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 and be prepared so that when that catastrophe world does dip its finger into our reality, you're there to, to stand in the gap for that and to set a breach, uh, and to be the, this, this jump in the breach for that. But the reality of even that game is one more way that I bring it home for myself is I am fighting a war every single day to do what I want with who I want, how I want to, to, to manifest what I'm here on this planet to, to, to bring forth, but also with, with the realization that my number one enemy in life is me. You know, I'm dealing with 
the fruit of my labor on a daily basis and so are you. You know, when it comes to your executive protection detail, you're on one bad decision, one misstep, one moment of bad judgment can end the whole, it was all a dream, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was all a dream. Like, you'll literally, literally, bro, like, you change the whole entire situation up with one bad decision and so for me personally one of the other ways that i keep my warrior ethos strong and my edge sharp is i look myself in the mirror and i fight myself and i'm like look you know you can't get complacent you know do we have to get up early today no but we're gonna get up at 4 a.m like we do because it's what we do and we're gonna go to the gym and we're gonna go ahead we're gonna get it on because that's what we do i need you to be in uh, as good a shape as you can be in while you're working and I need to make sure that you're going to be able to render the type of work product that is in keeping with the highest of Byron Rogers standards young man get out of bed you know what I'm saying so that's how I talk to myself you know I keep it I keep it you know and, I, and even that is like gentle you know what I'm saying like that's just I give you guys like a gentle version of me just getting in my own you know uh, trash to get me out of bed but the reality is you know that I think is should be our number one focus this whole Highlander mentality where you know we're like comparing ourselves to other people and we're like uh, trying to outdo other people, I think it's just completely mis misplaced, um, and I and I think it represents an immature or weak ego. Um, if you feel threatened by someone else because they've done amazing things, you need to know who you are, and how do you find out who you are? You know, confidence comes from experience, my friend. Confidence comes from experience, and so. When it comes to figure out, finding out who you are, you've got to throw yourself into the belly of the beast. You got to train. You got to train hard. Uh, you got to put yourself in positions and situations that you're not used to all the time. Because listen, you can train all you want. When it goes down, it's probably not going to go down the way you've trained it. You know, and you know that that that, that you know it's kind of why I, some guys turn their nose up at uh, various you know, training camps and things like that. I'll pretty much go to most anything, most anything. Okay. Um, just because I believe I can learn something from absolutely everyone in the game. And, and just like you should do with anything I say on this podcast ever, Bruce Lee, everything absorb what's useful, disregard what's useless and add what is essentially your own because you're responsible for the moves you make, you know, don't just, just, just be a robot and soak up everything that's, that's out there. But the principle is, you know, when you wake up and you look in the mirror, you are staring at the one person who can either cause you to win or lose you are staring at your number one threat and your number one ally at the same time you will be successful to in life to the degree that you can discipline focus and implement high quality decisions through that being that you're staring at that's the whole entire game that's the cookie burger as they like to say you know what i'm saying that's 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 the that's gospel that's it and so your war on a daily basis needs to be against yourself when you're carrying that quiet storm and you're being the calm in the storm 90% of the time around your client, but you're just ready to turn the storm up if you need to. You know what I'm saying? That judgment, those, those, those thought processes, everything, it's all you. And so, you know, like, like I always say, man, like other people to me are, are 
they're not irrelevant, but when it comes to like knowing who I am and comparing myself, you know, I might do it for sport, but the reality is I know my game is all about being the best I can be. And so it causes me to be very relaxed with other people and what they've done and their accolades and things like that. So, you know, I wanted to give that, that thought process to you guys. We do go to war every single day. You know what I'm saying? Everyone talks about a judgment day. I believe every single day is a judgment day, ladies and gentlemen. Every single day, every single minute of every single day is a judgment minute of every single day. Why? Yeah, I mean, because in that minute you're making decisions and those decisions are like seeds that are going to manifest a reality. They're going to manifest results in your life. You're being judged. There's nothing, everything on this to every action. There's an equal opportunity equal and opposite reaction y'all like that that's all you need to know right there and you know for a fact that you're going to be held accountable for all this trash and so you got to sit here and you got to look yourself in the mirror on a daily basis and you got to realize you know you're your best ally and you're also your number one enemy you know what i'm saying like you're going to be held accountable and so every day is a judgment day, 24 hours. What are you going to get done? What have you got done? What will you get done? Will you lay your head down at, on your pillow at the end of the night and be proud of yourself? Or will you have to like remain unconscious to the reality that you're not going after your dreams? You're not going after what it is you want. And you're probably not going to get there because you're not working as hard on it as you should. You know, like the shame is what makes people stay unconscious to the reality of who they really were supposed to be on this planet, in my opinion. You know, but we all fight a war every single day and the decisions we make dictate the outcome a lot of people don't realize that you know you're dying to do everything that you do because the reality is you're dying while you're doing everything you do you can't get another minute back ever in your life you know what i'm saying november 29th 4 50 p.m 2018 I'm never going to live again. It's gone. It's already gone. You know what I'm saying? I lost that minute. I was dying to do this here, make this podcast and talk to you about this. You know, so for all the agents out there, you know, that struggle with this and it's a legit thing, like a lot of guys struggle with it. uh, I'm just here to tell you, reconsider, man. Your number one competition is right there staring back at you in the mirror. Life's not fair. Genetics aren't fair. Nobody cares in this life. It's either victory or capture. You can have excuses or you can have results. You know, so that's just me bringing that heat to you kind of in the beginning of this thing. You know, a couple guys also asked me to talk a little bit about um, taking pictures with clients and social media stuff. Um, I'll just tell you how I've dealt with it. Uh, And, you know, I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not saying that the way that I roll with this is necessarily right or wrong or, uh, but it's just, it's something that I have not seen cause me harm that I know of. So this is my approach. You know, you don't ever want to be the guy taking selfies with your client um, or your client's stuff uh, and posting that trash on social media. And these two topics are kind of interwoven. You don't want to be the guy that uh, your client finds a picture of you somewhere on the Internet or another client finds a picture of you somewhere on the Internet, you know, posing with your client's stuff or with like stuff that you shouldn't be doing that with. You know what I'm saying? So 
it's just it's a bad look and it's damaging to your career i have seen it damage guys um you know taking selfies when you're working and with a client just kind of shows you your focus is not on the client and uh it makes you look unprofessional you know that's kind of really the cut and dry in my opinion and in my experience if you ever see me post any picture of anything uh you know it's gonna be totally sanitized no tail numbers no uh uh, no, no, no license plates, no trace, um, anything that I, I do post in terms of, uh, geographic, like location, that stuff gets posted after my client and I are back from whatever trip it is. Uh, so that, you know, you never really know where I am and you never really know, uh, what trip, like I, you know, like I'm, I'm posting trips pictures from another trip while I'm in a completely different place. And I do all that on purpose, you know, so it's like weeks, months afterwards, sometimes I'm posting pictures from something else, you know, or at least I'm in a different state or country by the time I'm posting those pictures. Um, and you know, I think that's a security operator's responsibility. Um, the whole kind of like reposting pictures at TMZ takes, um, you know, that's just kind of your call. Like I, I don't, I don't really have an opinion and maybe I'll ask some of the guests, uh, to see what they think about it. Um, I haven't ever done it. It is public information. So it is out there. That is one approach and one way to look at it. Um, so it could help your overall brand, uh, theoretically. Um, I do know that there's a sect within the executive protection, like community that definitely looks down on it. So you might hurt yourself with, other agents in the game who don't like that type of stuff. Um, you know, so that's kind of the approach to that, but your social media, you got to realize that that's public. Even if you have a locked account, it's still really kind of a public platform, public forum. So, you know, OPSEC operational security should really be your primary concern. If you're doing that. And now we're living in a, in an in a environment and in a world and a culture where building your brand is something that's valuable because if you can build a good solid brand, you can always find work and you won't have to be married to one client all the time, you know? Um, so I don't, I personally do indulge in building my personal brand because it, it brings me more power. You know, if you have a solid brand, you'll be, you're more hireable and more attractive and you can, you know, people know who you are cause you're always putting stuff out there about your thoughts and that people have a better, they're just more comfortable with you. And I have had it work out and it has gotten me on some of the coolest details I've ever been on, you know, but you have to, you just really have to, um, be able to put out high quality content that's going to make you look better better and make you look good if you are not developed enough in terms of maturity and you don't have the eye uh, to recognize what really is going to make you look good and what really is going to make you look bad you really shouldn't do it because you're playing for keeps out there online everything you post uh, is really hard to get back after you post it you can get it off there if you if you get off before you know someone sees it before too many people see it but still like it's very very difficult because you have to realize like what you're going to think is cool is going to be based on your level of development your perspective and your perception and you got to remember like 
you really legitimately don't know how other people are going to look at everything you do. And in this industry, you know, it does kind of matter what people think a little bit, you know, because you're trying to build a reputation. So before you post anything, it, this is the way my brain works. Before you post anything, I'm always ready to apologize. If it's like, if like someone, if like one of you guys brought to my attention, something was ridiculous that I said or did. I would listen to you and I would see if your logic was sound. And if your logic was sound and it negated and, and overrode my, my reasoning for doing it, I would just reverse myself and apologize and be like, you know what? I guess I didn't think about that that way. You brought up a good point. Uh, man, no, you're right. And I would fix it and take it down or apologize or whatever. I am just like that. I have no, I have no problems with that. I never claim to know everything. Right. Uh, so I don't know why people are so amazed if I make a mistake, but, um, I'm always ready to apologize for it, but at the same time, I th I analyze everything for any little thing that someone else could miss can misconstrue, and I think that's a wise discipline with anything that you're uh, posting on social media. I already have arguments for every reason I've posted everything before I ever even put it up. You know, so if you're getting into that game of trying to build your brand and things like that, those are definitely considerations. You know, um, how could someone take this the wrong way? Um, and what would be my refutation to that? Uh, so, um, but don't be the guy taking pictures when you're not supposed to, you know, like unless your client offers to take for you to take a picture, like at the end of a detail, I had one detail with a, um, an athlete. And I don't really follow sports too much <laughs> because my personal thought process is, look, until I'm making millions, I don't give myself the uh, permission to sit down on a couch for a whole entire day watching a bunch of dudes chase a ball around a field who are making millions. Like, I don't get to do that or court or whatever, chase balls around that, that are already making millions. Like, when I get on that level, then, okay, maybe that'll be something I'm interested in. You know, but really, the between the Marine Corps and, you know, my job, I've pretty much missed every game that matters anyway, so I just gave that up a long time ago as well for those reasons. Um, so, you know, yeah, uh, I did have a detail where, you know, I've had a couple where I've worked with a client and, you know, we, we moved, we did everything. And after the detail, when it was all good in the hood, the client came back out and was like, Hey, you want a picture or anything? You know? Um, and at that point, then it's total green light, get your pictures, you know, however you want to do it, you know, have someone else take it or take a selfie, you know, whatever you're thinking. But when it's game on, it's game on and don't mess that up. It's dishonorable. It'd be dishonorable to you, your company, and the industry as a whole. Uh, Got to be more professional than that. Another topic that uh, has kind of been in my mind is kind of around managing expectations. I've had to listen to some agents over the years and, you know, even recently talk about how their clients, you know, just are not very considerate. You know, they're talking about like, well, and I can't believe they did this and I can't believe they did that. And I can't believe the client did this and the client did that, like switch the schedule up or, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, do they even think about us? Do they even whatever uh, to things like that? Or, or if you even right now feel like you have a really inconsiderate client, look, man, you got to look at this like 
a business relationship. Nine times out of 10, if you're being disappointed, you've got to realize that you're misappointing your own expectations. You know, if you try to, if you have a four-year-old and you want to believe that the four-year-old's like an adult, you're going to be disappointed. But that's because you misappointed your expectations. You're not understanding the relationship properly. This is just my opinion. Um, Something to consider when you're doing this work is that it's work and it's a job. Yeah, I mean, like there's no real, like, I feel like, it's very enticing and seductive to be liked and preferred by powerful people. It just is. It's just a fact. You want them to favor you. Um, but something that I think has really been a redundant thing I've seen, especially with newer agents, is they complain about the fact that clients have a tendency to change things up at the last minute, go here, go there, be difficult and things like that. And I just want to bring the optics and bring the kind of the argument that, hey, look, this is a service. We are not here to be the clients like buddy. We're not buddy guarding. We're not here for them to have to care about us. You know what I'm saying? We're here to render a service. And if the pay is on par with the amount of energy and what you're doing, what you're putting out, then get paid and keep moving, but don't expect them to, you know, talk about your family struggle. Like your dad is in the, you know, maybe you're, you're someone in your family sick or something, or, you know, don't expect the client to be like checking on you and, 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 and make that a priority and things like that. Don't expect the client to be like having this awesome relationship with you just because you were like really popular last month does not mean that you're still going to be the man this month. Um, and that's okay. And honestly, it's like, the reality of the game. We're here to work. And if you really miss the optics on the fact that this is a professional relationship first, you're cruising to get your feelings hurt. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my clients. I really do. I love my clients. Like uh, family, I've been really blessed to have a really good batch of clients right now that that my values really align with and you know things are really, really positive. And that that's amazing to have, you know, because when you have clients that your values align with, it's like, I mean, it's just, it's just, everything's, everything's, but that's not always going to be the case. You know, you're, I've definitely had to work accounts where my values and the client's values clashed, you know, the clients didn't even want me to be there and so on and so forth. But, um, you've just got to remember that first and foremost, you're involved in a professional relationship. Secondarily, you're in a relationship where it's good for there to be liking, you know, of each other. But first and foremost, you're in a professional relationship. And if you're finding that you're getting upset because you're expecting the clients to think about you before they make their, their scheduling decisions or before think about you before they do anything like that, you're really setting yourself up for failure and a lot of disappointment. And you're really not being a professional because the professional question to me always is, well, they pay me enough to deal with this type of stuff, this type of a headache. If the answer is yes, and let's go. Like, I don't even blink, you know what I'm saying? And uh, Christian West mentioned something else that was really good. It's really good to do something like be on tour, you know, within the uh, your first few clients because you get to work, you get to get it in, you get to really understand what crazy is. And then you can kind of step out into the rest of the industry and, you know, just appreciate the fact that, you you do have some struggle credentials and you, you you really understand what it is to go for a few days straight and get off work at seven eight nine a.m and uh have to be back by two or three and uh you know 
the 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 joys of that good old like ep sweatshop work hard thing like i fortunately came straight from the marine corps so to me i was like oh this is awesome i get to fly all over the world yeah we don't sleep much but i'll sleep when i die like i'm making you know three times what i was making in the marine corps and uh i get to eat and like wear cool clothes and do mostly what i like like i just i loved it and it was great that i just came back from you know the marine corps in iraq and the infantry and stuff because you know my first year or two we worked i think i got i got less than 25 days off and most of those days off started at you know 1 or 2 p.m straight up grind time you know um so just kind of some thoughts, you know, if, if you're getting really frustrated in the game, you're frustrated with your client and you think that they're inconsiderate, maybe you should consider that, hey, you know what? This is business. Make my money. That's what I'm here to do. I'm not saying be cold and be drama. Don't be drama. Don't ever be drama. Um, but what I am saying is uh, make sure you're managing your expectations properly so you don't get disappointed. Something else that's been getting on me that I've wanted to say something about is the whole, well, we live in a society right now that's kind of like so much divided, so divided in so many ways. And something I want to make sure that I never contribute to and something I always don't want to lend, make myself vulnerable to is the reality that, you know, People can decide to like or dislike you solely on your opinions. So when I'm on a detail, I do endeavor not to speak about culture uh, with regards to race. Like I don't talk about anything racial. Uh, I don't talk about anything political and I don't talk about anything religious. And I didn't think I really needed to talk about this. This is kind of like rules for, you know, getting along in unknown populations 101 but um especially an ep where you guys need to form a team uh something i've seen that i think is just so ridiculous petty and tragic is i've seen teams actually get riddled with like uh race racial tension and actually fracture because of it and in today's day and age we're like you know your parents weren't slaves and your parents weren't slave owners like we really need to move forward and leave that stuff behind it is destructive it's destructive for everyone involved you know um but at, and, and 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 yes there are injustices that take place uh on both sides uh in my opinion but you know i mean i could go into this whole time i mean i've been big and black my entire life and the reality is i think everyone's got stuff they've got to overcome and, and, and cards they got to play. And for me, I've done the best I can with my cards and that's really all that matters. And if someone was standing in my way and tried to stop me for whatever reason, I found a way around them. I found a way over them. I found a way through them because at the end of the day, I can have my excuses or I can have my results. And that's just the way I always was trained to look at life. And that's how I, I mean, I was raised, I'm a hybrid. So I was in you know, on Bahamian and African American. So, you know, um, it, I've got like a few different paradigms swirling around in there. Um, but that's how my parents raised me on both sides, really, you know. Um, and, and I thank God for that. But the point is, 
on an executive protection detail at any time you're at workplace, you really don't want to unmask any views that you're that you're uh, carrying with regards to any of those three topics, with regards to religion, uh, with regards to, you know, kind of your any proclivities that you have about race and things like that or anything that you have to do with uh, your political views, because it really almost is a matter of time until it gets used against you unless you're like working for a faction that is like pro one or the other. They make you draw a line in the sand. Um, you might be having a conversation in confidence in the chase with another agent um, that's pro what you are. But at the end of the day, when he tells such and such other dude or he's in a fight with the other dude about some political stuff and he wants you to jump in and help him and you guys beat the other dude or you guys, you can't beat him because you're not going to actually change his opinion, but you go to war with him and then the other dude ends up, you know, like saying something bad about you to a client or HR or some other stupid thing happens all because we're talking about these highly charged topics. It is not worth it. It is not worth it. So anything having to do with any of those kind of three topics, I always keep to myself. And kind of the reasons I was saying this is because in our executive protection lifestyle group the other day, someone did mention they they made they they brought up a topic that was like overtly racially charged, and um, I simply took it down and said this won't be a place uh, where racial, political, or religious uh, division is able to uh, really be a part of what we're doing here. So, uh, keep in mind, you know, like you might be talking to your client and they may be pro what you're pro today, but they could change their mind in the future. You just never want to open yourself up to that vulnerability because those topics are so charged that, uh, they can be used to divide and, uh, really get you, get to put you in hot water real quick. So just some considerations. Um, for for when you're in the workplace boom so there you have it you know that's those are kind of the topics i wanted to touch on today um i think that uh really the main thing the main one i want you to, to walk away with is with is hey you know like as you're looking at life and you're looking at what's taking place and as you're out there working and you're out there uh training for 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 really catastrophe or anything to happen and you're you're really cultivating your mindset remember you're in a day-to-day battle to do what you want with who you want how you want in a day-to-day battle to be your best in a day-to-day battle to unlock your full potential that is the battle you are in and that's really what you need to f- to focus on you know in order to be able to, to to reach your destiny in this life you know we live in a theoretical world where we're trying to plan for contingencies and the better we can focus our minds and the better we can be creative, the better we're going to do. And so go to war with yourself every single day. Dig deep every single day because remember, you're dying to do everything that you choose to do during your time in this life. Boom. Anyways, hit me up on Instagram. Hit me up on Facebook. Uh, go to ByronRogersMotivation.com, ExecutivePretensionLifestyle.com. Uh, give to us on Patreon. That's how we support this podcast. It's the primary way. So primary way. So going ahead and, you know, you'll hear all about that stuff later. But I will see you guys on the next podcast out. Boom. And to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. 
and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible contributing to this brand what we're doing here making it so that i can bring better guests on making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an america a safer place by teaching people how to protect themselves and the mindset behind that the lifestyle behind that you guys are already killing it one dollar a month five dollars a month ten bucks a month twenty bucks a month whatever you can do that you know you would probably just lose in the mattress anyway or spend on mcdonald's hey you want to put it towards something that's going to good use put it towards a podcast and get involved in our our patreon account at executive protection lifestyle.com and if you want to find me that's byron rogers motivation.com um you know do whatever you can contribute whatever you can to that patreon account because it makes all of these things possible ladies and gentlemen so much love Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you for making those contributions. You guys rock. We're already doing amazing there, and it's just because of you guys. So thanks once again for those contributions. Boom. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode of Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast. This whole entire thing actually just started off as a Facebook group that blew up and is one of the fastest growing, if not the fastest growing executive protection uh, Facebook group online. So if you haven't joined the Facebook group, join the Facebook group. Uh, Follow us on Instagram and check us out at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. If you want to find me, that's Byron Rogers Motivation. Com, and I'm on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook as well. So until the next podcast, y'all, stay sharp out there. And as I say it, one mind, many weapons. Talk soon. Out.